Love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. <laughs> How do we love our neighbor as ourselves? I, I want to, we got a real condensed. Uh, love our neighbor as ourselves. One of the really, really big things, and that starts in Leviticus 19.18. So we're talking early, early, early on, Old Testament. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm God. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. God, speaking this here. So that's one of the commands that Jesus said out of the mouth in the red letters of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all of your strength, with all of your might, with all your heart, all of that, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commandments that the prophets and the laws hang on. So we have that established well. Now, when I think of love your neighbor as yourself, love your neighbor as yourself, I started to think how important it is that we realize, recognize, and understand our identity and how we love ourselves. It's really, really important. You know, the more, as we were working with Celebrate Recovery, especially here a number of years ago, 10 years or or so ago, finding that there was a great deal of self-hatred in people that felt like they couldn't forgive themselves because of some of the things that they had done. It's like, we need to be able to fully love ourselves, and be, in order to love ourselves, we need to receive also the love of God. When we can get to the point that we have forgiven ourselves so we can love ourselves, we're in a place that we can really receive His love. And when we can really receive His love, we can just be a conduit that it can end up flowing through. But until we are there understanding our identity and who we are in Christ and the authority and the power that He has given us to accomplish the tasks that He set before us, we just don't have it yet. So we have got to get into a place that we can love on ourselves. And then let that love overflow to all those around us. Identity, self-forgiveness. You know, th there's... You can become almost in your own mind as important or more important than God in your own life because of your opinion of yourself. God says you are forgiven. Your sins are as far as the east is from the west. Now you just need to receive that and know that I love you. And we do some of that yabbit, yabbit stuff. Yabbit, did you realize that I, yabbit, you, you, do you remember that I? Like, ah, oh, no, no, no. Son, daughter, you are worthy of my love. You are worthy of my forgiveness. Receive it, receive it. That's what I would say this morning, that we just need to clear all of the junk out and receive the forgiveness that he has spoken over us, that as soon as we have asked for his forgiveness, stated our belief in him, he comes into our hearts. We are completely forgiven. The slate's washed clean. Done. Clean. Over. There's not a worthiness issue to deal with after that. 
I am worthy because I am made righteous through His righteousness. When I believed in Jesus Christ, I've been put in right standing with Father God. Right? We're all in agreement. Man. Okay. We'll fast forward right here. Uh, give it a try. Uh, we're going to go to Galatians, Galatians 4.19. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, Christ until Christ is formed in you. I labor again until Christ is formed in you. I want you to hang on to that. Christ being formed in us. We've asked Him to come into our hearts and into our lives. Now He's being formed in us. Think about this with me for a little bit. I think, you know, when... <laughs> When an egg is fertilized, becomes an embryo, and that, that, that child, that, that fetus, is going to grow in there, right? <laughs> it's not going to become any more of uh, once it's there, it's there, and it's going to continue to grow in there. The, it, it, there doesn't have to be another injection of any kind because that fetus is just going to grow and become, right? This makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere with this. Not, not has nothing to do with abortion. We're not, we're not, this, this is about Jesus that has come into us needs to grow inside of us. As we mature in him, it's because we're giving more space to him for him to end up growing inside of us. But also, we have to take spiritual nourishment for him to be able to grow. Just like those vitamins and stuff, that the extra vitamins that you take, prenatal stuff, you know, that's something that is necessary in our lives for Christ in us, the hope of glory, to continue to grow in us. This makes sense? We need to give room. We need to give him more, 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 and more. It's like he's given us, when he comes inside, all that he needs to give us. We just need to give him more space to grow within us. Okay? All right, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And he, himself, he, Jesus, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Anybody got that? Okay, we don't want to be tossed around as children anymore. We want to be coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Till we get to there where, well, I'll just go ahead and read all of it. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love. Everybody say, truth in love. And we are called to love, 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 but truth in love, 
that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Love, love, love. So we are given, this is something, we, we have Christ growing in us. We have Jesus in us. We've asked him in. He's come into our hearts. We have Jesus in there, but we also have, as a gift that he's given to the church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, that as we come and gather, we'll continue to create in us, if we're taking in what we're being taught, we're becoming more and more like Christ who is in us. Becoming more and more to the measure of the stature of Christ in us. Right? Got it? Okay, got it. We're going to go to Romans 8.29. Romans 8.29. For whom he, Jesus, foreknew, he predestined to be conformed into the image, he, God, into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That we have been predestined to be conformed as we're growing from the inside out. We're being conformed from the inside out. Jesus in our hearts, conforming, transformed by the renewing of our mind, being conformed into the image, the perfect stature of the man Jesus Christ. We're going to be looking like Jesus. We're going to be talking like Jesus. We're going to see people like Jesus. If we continue to let him grow and expand and take up more and more of us. Okay, John 4.14. 4, whoever drinks, Jesus stood up and he said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And John 7, 38. He who believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, if we have Jesus in our heart, ever-expanding, ever-growing, conforming us into his image, our overflow is going to be living water. Living water. I want to... The Lord, sometimes the way that he speaks to me is very, very different, and he reminded me a couple days ago, uh, remember when Nick was teaching about extraordinary times, average times, ordinary times, and extraordinary times? That was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Good word, good message. I'm believing that as we go through ordinary times with Jesus alive and well and the kingdom of God welling up within us, that we can turn ordinary times into extraordinary times. 
and that the ordinary times are going to be the ones that are really shrunk up, that we will end up having some desert experiences, but they're really shrunk up because we're having extraordinary times as we're led by the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Uh, Do I have my... Would you bring me that red thing under your... And if I could get Brother Tim Fish... When, yeah, when, this is what, the Lord showed me something from like probably nearly 15, 20 years ago, somewhere in that neighborhood. I, we used to ride, Steve Haruza and myself and about four other guys, we used to ride dirt bikes all the time. We'd go to the mountains, and back then, when I was a youngster, late 40s and early 50s, I never thought that much about hydration, you know? We would take off, we'd get on our, our bikes and do an all-day ride, like an 80-mile circle, because we would go somewhere where they had gas and oil. Silver Creek Plunge was where we would end up going. And, uh, but before we got there, always we knew where there was a creek where we could actually stop and drink. So we didn't really worry about water, but it would take half a day to get there. We would stop, and I, I remember, you know, Gideon talking about how you drink out, out, out of the creek. And for me, from my perspective, it's like we get there, I find a clear spot that I like, I put my hands down in it and suck right out of the creek, you know, drink that, drink that water. But that was the time of refreshing, was after the ride, was just about half done, stop and oh, get, get some water. It's like, oh, man. And then sometimes on the ride back, it's like, it would get so, especially midsummer, July, August, get so hot, so tired, it would become totally exhausted. It's like, oh, I just wish this isn't even fun anymore. I just wish I was there so I could get back and get something to drink again. Like, then, then, a miracle happened. Discovered uh, a fanny pack. And in this fanny pack... Two bottles of water. This will hold 16 ounces on either side. You know, and I was just thinking, oh, man. But what we would have to do on our, our bikes then didn't really have kickstands. It's like either find a tree to lean on, and, you know, this thing just straps around like, oh, my. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try to adjust it. That has been a day or two ago. Uh, wow. So it's like stop get this positioned, either lean the bike on a tree and open, open this thing up, pull it out, open this up because it has to be sealed tight so your water doesn't bounce out because you even crash sometimes and, and, and get a drink. And unfortunately, it's only like 32 ounces, 16 and 16. Sometimes somebody else would want a drink of my water. It's like, oh, man, all I have is two of these. It's like the, like the virgins without enough oil. It's like, it's like, get your own, wait till we get to the stream. You know, it's like, this is all I got. Well, my son was early, early on. He realized this, this hydration thing was a little bigger issue than I realized. But it, it would require a stop somewhere along the trail, pull over, lean up, take a part to, to be able to get a drink. Now, why don't you go ahead and put that on? Incredible. 
You know, I was, uh, as I was thinking about this, this thing, now what well, my son Cody had one of these, but it actually went on his shoulder, pa- his shoulder pad thing, I don't know what, chest protector, <laughs> thank you Craig, the chest protector, and this would come around, attach in his helmet, and that thing would hold, this holds 32 ounces of water barely enough for me, let alone to share in an eight-hour ride, right? You with me? Now, this thing held a hundred ounces, a hundred ounces of water. We're talking about living water, this stuff that keeps you invigorated and, and from being exhausted. And this thing you can put up over your chest protector, and then that you can actually stick in your mouth, and just stay there. You can just reach over when that's on the side of your helmet. You, you kind of reach over, pull that into your mouth, and take a little squeeze on that with your teeth, and the water just begins to flow. So on the whole ride, you can be receiving that water rather than just wait till we finally get to the creek so we can get refreshed. Thank you, Tim. <clears throat> Now, it's almost time to be done here. So I'm just thinking, when we have Holy Spirit in our lives, there are times, I mean, I've watched this, the, the cycle for years and years. This is what I felt like the Lord showed me just two mornings ago. That's like, wow, how many of us go through cycles of, I remember watching youth that, that would come to, to church camp and just be fired up because they got this incredible refreshing and power, just power surge at, at youth camps. Like, oh my goodness, I am so excited. I am just oh, overwhelmed with the power and the presence and so refreshed and so excited. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to convert my whole school. And then gets drier and drier and drier and more ordinary and more ordinary and more ordinary. And it's the next year, the next church camp, before they have that real refreshing time and they get really recharged and charged back up and invigorated and and fired up again. And saying, well, if they will just come to church. Well, I feel like then coming to church, where you come in to to worship, well, this is like at least weekly you can come. And that's that's like this. That's a great step. To be able to come to church, to, to come and get refreshed and get your drink at church. Living water, living water. But once we are filled with the Holy Spirit, wrapped and endued with power from on high, it's like strapping that on, having it right there next to your mouth, where you can just take a hit, a, a sit up, a, a Bite down on that. You know what I'm talking about. You can bite down on that thing that Tim showed you, and you can get yourself that refreshing drink anytime, 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 because He is with us. 
He's with us. He's with us. We don't have to wait, 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 wait. Oh, finally. Oh. 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 I'm refreshed again. I'm refreshed. I'm re-energized. I'm invigorated. I can go again. I can go again. It's like, no. We don't have to stop and prop ourselves up. There's not, not a, a special appointment or a special time where we can go and get, oh, oh. It's like, no, no. In our everyday, it's like, Another example on my, uh, on my day off, I went over and, and visited Mr. Shoemaker, Craig, and, and actually toured his business, went through his business with him. Amazing. It was a, a great, a wonderful, and a fabulous time. But he, there, we ran into a young lady right there, and he said, hey, you know, you've had some issues in your life, and you've had some difficulties and some, you know, some rough, some bumps to go over. You know, we've got couple of pastors right here, they can pray for you if you like it. They can pray for you right now. And it's like one of those, well, sure, absolutely. You know, it's like pull it over, take another drink. I don't have to go over into a back room. It's like, oh, Jesus, I need to know what we're going to do here and what we're going to speak and how. how and da, 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 da. No, we just stepped into another room with her. Presence of God showed up. We start speaking words of life and prof, prof, Christy some prophetic words over her. Tears started to flow down her cheeks. The makeup is messed up. And, you know, she just gave us the biggest, biggest hugs and the big thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So he's available all the time. We can just strap him on and take him along for the ride because through that... That refreshing is right there. It's right there. It's right there. I can just, you know, I, I, I have somebody come back to my office and say, man, I just really need to be prayed for again. I really need to be prayed for again. Pray for somebody and then have them get a real time of refreshing where God just comes and comes. I said, you can have this on your own. You can have it on your own. All you have to do is like bite in and realize he is that close. He's that close. He's that close. And all we have to do is submit and commit. Give him the room. Give him the room to start expanding. Do we have 10 more minutes? Social Sunday. What does that mean? We don't have 10 minutes? Okay, we got plenty of time. This is social Sunday time. I want to, the woman at the well, John 4, 14. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. We have that available. We have that available. And it will spring up to ever, into everlasting life, not just for us, but for those around us. We speak life into others. Uh, John seven thirty eight. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. Where does Jesus say he will come into our hearts? He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers 
of living water. So out of his heart, our heart, will flow rivers of living water for the people that are around us, for our neighbors. How do we love our neighbors? With rivers of living water. Matthew 12, 34. Yeah, we don't need the brood of vipers part, but uh, him talking to the Pharisees right there. But for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We have Jesus in our heart, ever increasing and growing in our hearts, filling us with his goodness, (laughs) with who he is, as we're being conformed into his image through his words, through his teaching. A good man, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account for it in the day of judgment. By your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Man, I've, I've read that, I've studied that, I've pondered that, and, uh, and I've asked Holy Spirit about it just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he said, Oh, Lynn, think about this. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I never got that before. It's like the, the sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. And when we think of words as seeds that bring either life or death, that will grow into life or grow into death, we will reap what we sow. And when we sow words and seeds of healing and of goodness into people's lives, we will turn around and reap the same thing. It's like, oh, we will eat of the fruit of our own lips because we reap what we sow. Somebody should say amen right there. I was, I was like, Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. The words that we speak are to be building people up, to be encouraging people, to bring unmerited favor into people's lives. That's what grace is. I think about three more scriptures, but I think this is a great place to stop. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. 
We thank you for all that you've done in this service, the baptisms, amazing things that have happened. We thank you for the testimonies that we get to share this morning because of your goodness, because of your healing power, because of our obedience when we're led by and following your spirit. It's like as we pay attention to the details, you're faithful, you're faithful. We thank you for that faithfulness. And I just pray, God, that we would continue, each one of us, each one of us would continue to give you the space and the place in our hearts and lives that you would grow, that it would show through our lives, our actions, our speech, our words, that the words that come out of our mouths would build people up, that the words that come out of our mouths would heal people and the words that come out of our mouths will bring grace to the hearers. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And together everybody said, Amen. Amen. If the prayer team would come up here, if you have a need in your life, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I encourage you, today is the day of salvation. And again, I say if you need a healing for something, Man, we have shared the testimonies, and we just hear, do it again, Lord, do it again, do it again. I believe healing is available for you this morning, as is salvation. I just encourage you, if you have a need, come, come, come. Otherwise, it is social Sunday, lunch is ready. God bless you.